It's been almost a year since many of us started working from home, and it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon. On previous shows, we've talked about how to improve your home internet and even covered how to improve and secure your home Wi-Fi. But now it's time to talk about alternative ways to improve the overall connectivity inside your home. I'm Jason Cipriani, and this is Jason Perlow. And on this episode of Jason Squared, we're going to talk about the oldest and perhaps still one of the best ways to connect your equipment to the internet. Yep, we're talking ethernet. It's as exciting as that sounds. So, yeah. Carlo, like I said, we've done a show about Wi-Fi connectivity before, and we've touched on Ethernet a little bit here and there. But let's start with the basics. What is Ethernet, really? Jason, Ethernet is the most unsexy networking standard in existence. <laughs> and it's, it's as old as I am. Okay, so, oh, wow. so Ethernet, right? We've, we've seen this cable, the, the RJ45 uh modular jack with the with the yep. eight pins inside it right um so this is a, a wired communication standard and it was developed in the very early 1970s like 1973 1974 when it was first released uh by a guy named bob metcalf and i don't know if you've heard his name before but for many years uh he was a well-known computer industry columnist at InfoWorld, and he was also responsible for forming the company 3com which no longer exists uh, but it was later bought by HP in 2010. And it was a very big company that made Ethernet cards and Ethernet communications equipment. Um, and he did this with his team of researchers at uh, the Xerox of all places, right? Another name blast in the past, Palo Alto Research Center Park, right? Out in Silicon Valley. Now, over the years, Ethernet has morphed from using a coax cable, right? And we'll talk about coax a little bit later to twisted pair cable. And in the twisted pair, as you know, inside this, this cable itself, this shielded, you know, uh, rubber stuff are these cables that are twisted around, right? There's these, these yep. eight cables that are twisted, pairs of cables that are twisted, right? And also fiber optic cables. Now, uh, the original standard called for network frames. When we talk about network frames, we're talking about the actual, if you look at, if you were to look at the pro that ethernet traffic on a sniffer device, right? Which is a, you know something that actually analyzes network traffic, you would see these frames of information being sent um, at 10 megabits per second. Now today, uh, it's not uncommon for ethernet to communicate at speeds of a gigabit per second right. over twisted pair cable. Now on enterprise networks with data centers, they can get as fast as between 40 gigabit and 100 gigabit, okay, using fiber optics. So, so ethernet may be an old standard, right? But it has been updated many times over the years and it is still the, the lingua franca of, of network <laughs> communication, you know, all over the planet. Right? Man, the damage my kids could do with a 40 gigabit per second connection yeah, would just be, right. I, I'd love to see them go wild for a month and see what happened. It would be a lot of fun. So all of this, thank you for the backstory. It sounds very right. geeky and, and cool for that fact, Perlo. But yep. why do we even want Ethernet at home? Right. So chances are you probably already at least use some Ethernet in your home. Right. So most consumer broadband uh, installations, right, are going to have this residential gateway, you know, your router, you know, it comes from AT&T, it comes from Comcast, yeah. whatever it is, that incorporates Wi-Fi, right, as well as some type of a broadband access device. Um, it could be separate. It could be part of the thing, like a cable modem. Right. So you'll have your your, your, your gateway device, you know. And, you know, you'll have, you know, your cable modem is attached to this 
one cable going out into the cable modem and the coax from the cable modem going out into you know the street, right? So those will be connected to each other with that Cat five or Cat six Ethernet cable and that with that with those modular you know RJ forty five connectors, right? Now there's many homes in which that is the extent of the Ethernet, but right. Uh, you know, all home routers or residential gateways have at least one or more additional Ethernet ports on them that allow you to expand that Ethernet network. So, for example, in my own house, uh, I had that AT&T Aris gateway, uh, the main router, right? So, and I have a few, I have a few extra Ethernet ports. So, mine's got like, you know, four ports on it. And then, you know, one of them is going out to the to the ONT, the optical network terminal. Then I got, you know, three more of these. So, so what do you do? So, so uh to this thing, I have another 24-port Ethernet switch attached so I can add more Ethernet-connected devices to it. You know, and, it's, and it's not hard to do. So you're not stuck with the total number of ports on your router then by adding an Ethernet switch? No, not at all. So an Ethernet switch is like USB. You can buy for your PC or Mac, right? So this, for the same reason, you know, if, if you run out of Ethernet ports, you buy a switch. And with one, and you take out one of the cables on the things that's taken up, and then you bridge out to the switch, right? So I got on this particular switch, I got eight ports. You know, if I got one coming out of the router, I'll use up one on here. And now I got seven ports left. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I have quite a few switches throughout my home where I've ran Ethernet as well, and so you don't have to have them just next to the router, right? You could have them no. throughout the home. You run one cable to say your living room, but you have three streaming devices, which I do at some times, and I can have another switch there to split that connection and make, uh, you know, have those all hardwired as well. But why, I guess the bigger question that listeners and, and viewers probably have is why do Ethernet instead of Wi-Fi? So there are, there are a lot of reasons, okay? Yeah. So for starters, you know, Ethernet is super reliable, okay? It is secure, and it's far more difficult for someone to sniff your network traffic on Ethernet uh, especially if you're using something like a VLAN, which we talked about on an earlier show, right? And we'll get into it a little bit. Uh, it's also way faster than the network connectivity than you are going to get in many home environments with just Wi-Fi. Um, even with Wi-Fi 6, you're only going to get between, you know, 450 meg and 650 meg speeds under optimal conditions, right? And you're still going to get interference and latency. Now, with my let, let me just take give you an example. So, with my one gigabit fiber connection from AT and T, right, I frequently get over 900 megabit downloads, which is close to wireline speeds using you know my Mac connected directly to the Ethernet switch. Yeah. Now, that's really fast. So, the other thing that's good about Ethernet, it has distance limitations that are pretty high, which is like 100 meters per cable run. 100 meters is 300 feet. So. It, you can get that full speed out of that cable over that distance. So it's good to have, if you have a multi-story home, and this is, here's like a typical scenario, right? You might have an entertainment center, you know, that man cave, uh, the lady cave in your basement or in a bedroom or an upper floor, right? That you, you may want to have uh, high-speed network connectivity, you know, uh, you know, from the Xbox or whatever it is at your PlayStation, but your Wi-Fi, uh, reception from that bottom floor or that top floor or even from the mesh network using a wi-fi access point uh you can you can actually transmit much better if you use that a long cable to that wi-fi access point uh you know coming from that router now you may need uh to drop that cable through a wall socket 
uh, through an attic or a crawl space, or you run it along the wall under the carpet where it has to go, right? Now, in my case, yeah. my office uh, is the room that's next to my, uh, where all my Broadway equipment is, right? Right. And so there's a wall, and then, you know, right, right in front of me, there's a wall on the other side of that wall is always my routers and switches and add the network drop from the broadband. So in some cases, you may need to drill through that wall, maybe put in one of these little, uh, you know, little plastic wall sockets that maybe you could put in to make it look nice, you know, that you can thread the cable through. Um, but in my case, I hired an electrician to put in an actual Category 5 uh, network, Ethernet port on either side of the wall, make it look, like, look nice and neat so I can, I can bridge uh, the two rooms with the switch. Um, you know, you can get, but those soffits, I mean, if you want to do it yourself, you get yourself a drill, drill the hole through the drywall, you know, and get the plastic soffits, you know, to, 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 to push the cables through. And it, it looks nice instead of, you know, junky. Right. Yeah. You know? And you could buy a punch tool, punch down your own ports. Uh, I was fortunate enough to grow up with the family, with the business in the family that right. ran and installed phone systems. So they ran Cat5, Cat6 cables throughout. Yeah commercial businesses. And so a Christmas break job, a summer job, once I got into high school would be helping them run and punch down the terminals. And so I'm very comfortable and very familiar with running my own ethernet at one point. I think I've talked about it on the show before. My home office is about 80, 75, 80 feet away from the house. And I struggled with getting a reliable internet connection out here from the home, which is where Comcast brings its service in. So I, I had punched down and made my own Ethernet cable that I just ran across the yard. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't weather rated. Um, no, and it, it, and when we mowed the yard, I'd you know coil it up and put it off to the side. But each cable would last about a year before the weather would finally make it to where it was brittle and everything else. But um, it can, I think, maybe, and we'll talk about this, get a little expensive to run Ethernet through a home, depending on how your home's set up. Is is that a fair statement? It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, I, yeah. I frequently see, you know, these unmanaged, you know, this is like an older model, you know, but, you know, uh, this particular Linksys, right? So I, I frequently see uh, these unmanaged desktop 16 or 24 port gigabit switches from Netgear or D-Link on Amazon for less than 60 bucks. Uh, yeah. And you can buy prefabricated cables that are as long as 100 feet long for about, for about you know, $25 from Best Buy or Amazon. I've seen them as cheap as $12 at, at Walmart, you know, as well. I don't know how good they are, but I've seen them that cheap. Sure. But you can also crimp your own cables with the crimping tool, you know, it's like a $20 tool and buy the twisted pair of spools uh, and the plastic heads. And that's not expensive if you have to do, you know, your own wiring. Now, um, many streaming devices um, already have Ethernet ports built in, well, you know, like the Roku, the Amazon Fire TV, the Apple TV, of course, you know, the gaming consoles like the Xbox and the PlayStation. Right. Um, so then you don't have to do anything to them. You just plug the cable and you go. But network adapters for laptops are also not that expensive. Um, you know, we talked about hubs a few weeks ago. Um, there's a bunch on the market that include Ethernet and HDMI and, you know, extra USB-Cs and extra USB-A ports for like 60 bucks. You know, yeah. like the one that you can get from Anchor. So it's not that bad if you think about no. it. Yeah, I'm actually testing a uh, USB-C port or hub for an iPad Pro right now that includes an Ethernet port on it. 
from hyperdrive. Right. And so I'm able in the rooms I have Ethernet ran to to directly connect to an Ethernet port and in the iPad recognizes it. It's like I have a hardline connection, you know, 900 megs. I have a game wow. down um, and it's 900 megs almost instantly once it's connected. So it's kind of cool. So what are the switches that are, you know, $200 to $1,000? Why, why do I, if you go to Amazon and type yeah. Ethernet switch, there's some that are high end. Why? Well, so, you know, the higher end models are what they call managed switches, right? And they are more expensive uh, because they have special segmenting and security capabilities and they're designed for switching, in some cases, um, enterprise environment uh, network traffic, really high, you know, really high, low latency type of stuff. Uh, gotcha. And also, you know, they may have security, uh, other additional security capabilities, uh, such as for VLANs and, and things like that. Um, these are typical, like, again, they're for small, medium business use. But there are other things that these more expenses can do, uh, switches can do, which is something like, you know, uh, power over Ethernet um, or PoE, which I think is really cool. And I've been using much more of it lately. So for listeners and, and viewers, what is PoE? What is power over Ethernet? So... In addition to, you know, carrying Ethernet communication, right, uh, a Category 5 or Category 6 twisted pair cable can also carry power, right? So that means right. if you wanted to put, uh, you know, a wireless access point in a, in a remote part of your house or in a small business where there's a place in your building where there's no AC power outlets, right? You know, all you really need to do is string that Category 5 cable, you know, from the switch area, Right to that, lo that location in the, your house or, or in your business and plug in the device. That's it. And this is useful for, say, broadcasting, you know, Wi-Fi uh, to a wide open area and mounting an access point on, on the ceiling. So it so just for example, in my house, right, I have my main AP, you know, it's mounted high on the ceiling, right? And it's positioned in a part of my house that is the most open area of my house. Um, and that signal is able to reach a very large part of my house, right? And it's powered by a, a PoE, a power over Ethernet switch connection. Uh, you know, in my spare bedroom, like I said, on the other side of this room where all my communications equipment is sitting, including the broadband. So to use this PoE, in addition to having, you know, you got to have the switch that says, you know, PoE compatible or something, right? Sure. Um, you got to have that. And, you know, you can get them as cheaply as 80, 90 bucks for an A-port version. So it's not ridiculously expensive. Um, you need to also have a device that can be powered by PoE, such as a business yeah. class access point. Now, you can find these access points on Amazon for like $100 or less. Um, Netgear even has a Wi-Fi 6 one now for 120 bucks. So if you're having a tough time with mesh networking routers like I did in this house, I kept having blocked signals. I was not getting line of sight. Um, this is another way to get that whole home or home or whole business Wi-Fi coverage. Yeah, I have actually two devices that are PoE, uh, and yeah. they're both the nanostation devices from Ubiquity that are actually what I ended up using to beam internet across my backyard, which are black magic. I don't understand yeah. how they work because the latency isn't there. We're recording this right now using that connection, which we've we've had our issues, but those have been Comcast yeah. outages in the past when we've recorded. As long as it's up and running, this works perfectly fine. Um, and yeah, it's easy. You don't have to run an extra cable wire. You get the one cable, which is your ethernet cord, and you're good to go. 
So I, I think the biggest hurdle anyone who is wanting to install Ethernet throughout their home, if it's not a new build, you're moving into a house built in the 70s yes. like I, I have, is running the Cat5 or Cat6 yep. throughout the home. So what does someone do if it's just frankly not an option? Yeah, and I, I fully understand that. You know, I had that problem when I lived in New Jersey. You know, I had a house that was built in 1965, and I could not move. I couldn't put Category Five all over the home. I could only put it, you know, be like between two room adjacent rooms if I needed it. You right. Know, again, the yeah, same area. Yeah. I'm lucky enough. We have an unfinished basement for part of the basement, and so I'm able from where Comcast comes into my home. It's in our like furnace room, is what we call it, and I'm able to go from my hub there my ethernet switch and run a few cables to the rooms I can access and use heating ducts <laughs> to yeah. come up in, in through. A yeah. and, and like, that's how I've had to do it because I don't want to go through walls, but there there's other options, right? There's, there's other ways of getting ethernet like connectivity throughout your home. And it's not terribly expensive to do and you don't have to punch any holes in anything, right? No, you do not necessarily have to. So there's other ways of using ethernet. Uh, one way of doing that, and this is one that's a lot of people don't know about, right? It's called MOCA, M-O-C-A, which is yeah. using the coax cable that you might already have all over your house from back in the table TV or, you know, the direct TV uh, satellite days. Um, a lot of homes, they have coax that was installed many years ago, right? But yeah. you can also run new coax cable outdoors and back into your home if needed because it is a very thick shielded copper cable and that's designed to be protected from the elements right um so you could have just run coax from one house to your shed uh, and then have uh use mocha now mocha is a uh, an adapter it's a little box right that is connected in pairs right so you have one at one side of the coax cable that you want to send the ethernet signal from right and then, then that's jacked into a switch or or your router and one at the receiving end where you might put again another switch or you know a Wi-Fi access point, or you know something else, you know your your actual Xbox or something, right? So yeah. uh, Action Tech, uh, for example, sells these in pairs on Amazon for one hundred and seventy dollars. Now which they average, would they advertise up to two point five gigabits per second speeds over existing coax, which is really fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, and you know, TrendNet's another company that does this. They have a pair of them for one hundred ten bucks. And again, you can also get them on Amazon. So uh, if you got coax, this is a totally viable way of moving high-speed uh, networking across your house without worrying about Wi-Fi at all. So you know? let me ask you this, and maybe you don't know the answer, and if not, yeah. that's fine. Uh, do I need a pair for every coax cable in the home? So if I wanted to run from the, the switch to three different coax cables and I have a splitter, am I able to do that and still get signal, or does it reduce the throughput? I think that it does reduce latency depending on how many coaxial terminators you have on on, gotcha. on each on each segment of the cable. But I believe it can be done. You can have multiple devices on the same chain. Uh, yeah, no that makes yeah. sense. So, yep. a home that doesn't have coax ran through it, or someone who doesn't want to run it on the outside of their house and drill through yep. their siding or stucco or whatever it is, what what can they do? Well, so. Finally, we get this to, to you know more black magic-y kind of stuff, right? So, we, so this yes. is so this is something called Ethernet over power line, yeah, uh, or home plug AV two is what it's called. The, the current standard is called home plug EV two, which okay. is like the opposite of power over Ethernet, 
we're sending Ethernet signal over the AC power lines that's plugged into your wall uh, that you already have inside your house. So again, it uses a pair of devices. You know, one is plugged into the wall. In fact, I'll show you what one looks like. Here's here's the one that's made by uh, TP-Link. Now you can see here, it's got you know a, a power jack, so you can actually plug in a device. These this jack goes into you know your your, your power socket, and it this is actually transmitting the Ethernet, right? And then you've got the extra RJ45 plugs for your Ethernet. So it's actually an Ethernet switch built. It's got its own built-in Ethernet switch. Now, you plug one into the wall where uh, your router is, right? So one of these cables is gonna go into your router or your switch, right? And then you take another one, you plug in another part of your house, could be, I don't know, 150, 200 feet away. Uh, let's say like it's like your, your entertainment center in your living room and you got your Xbox, you got your Roku, and you got all your stuff, and that's it. Now, as long as these two guys are on the same home net ho house, right? Um, yeah. They will these they will start talking to each other, and you can have you know you know a, eight or nine of these in your house, all 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 re all repeating. Now, the gotcha, right, Jason, is that there is signal depending on how old your house is, how how and how crappy your home wiring electrical wiring is, <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get electrical noise. Um, yeah. So the the theoretical upper limit on this is twelve hundred megabits. That's a theoretical limit. In my house, I've gotten 200 to 400 on this, which is not bad if you yeah. just want to stream video or something. You know, you, you can, it's it's not the fastest possible thing you're going to get. It might be slower than Wi-Fi, but you might not be able to get Wi-Fi to that part of the house reliably, right? right? So yeah, this is an inexpensive way to run Ethernet through your home at 100% without running Ethernet through your home. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, I've actually used these and I'm using some now. Uh, they're much older. They're five or six years old. I think they cap out at 60 megs per second or something. Wow. like that. And that's what the standard was back then. But I don't need much more than that. In fact, at one point I had used that to try and get Internet out into my office again, have a long distance to go. But here's here's the like you said, there's there's a gotcha here. The, the downside of using power line adapters is the amount of interference on the lines. And at the and if they're not, you you have two power line adapters that are not on the same uh, circuit breaker, and yeah. it has to go through the breaker box and go over. You're gonna have a re reduction in your bandwidth. Well, I in my office, I, there's a sub panel in the house, and then the main panel outside. So it actually goes through a sub panel, through the main panel before it gets into my office. And so, you know, we'd have a 400 meg connection out in the house, but I would get 30, 40 megs outside, which would work kind of, right? Like I, I could at least get on, check my email, watch a few videos, but if I was gonna stream on Zoom or whatever it was, it wasn't going to work. So I, eventually I had to go with a different solution. Now, there's another area where there's interference that comes into play as well. And if everything's working fine and great, but someone was to plug in their iPhone to charge on yeah. the same circuit that you're using currently to, uh, you know, power or Ethernet over power line, it's going to reduce your bandwidth while that phone is charging or drawing power out of the electrical lines. So there's a lot of inter interference issues that come into play, but it, it's well worth the investment if you're able to buy some of the newer stuff that supports faster speeds. I mean, two to four hundred megs per second. That that's pretty fast, man. You could do a lot of stuff on that 
even with the interference in the house, that I'd be really happy to get that kind of uh, signal out here today, which, you know, maybe it's time to give Powerline a try again. I don't know. Uh, it seems like my nano stations are, are starting to go out on me. But how expensive are these things? We've talked about how it's inexpensive. What are we looking at if I wanted to buy a pair of these uh, newer models? Yeah. So, uh, you know, th these are all solutions that we can use uh, to, you know, maximize our connectivity, uh, you know, in our homes. Uh, you know, the, again, you're not stuck with Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, if, if you're going crazy trying to debug, look, look if you're in a, a dwelling, a, a lot of us, you know, some of us live in homes that we own or we rent, you know, they're either flat homes or they get multi-story, or we might live in multi-dwelling units, right? You know, you might have uh, live in, in a tight, uh, you know, community or an apartment building where, you know, there might be 20, 30, 40 Wi-Fi networks being broadcast. And, you know, you're all that bandwidth is being that that air, 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 you know, frequencies being uh, congested right. by all those all those, those Wi-Fi broadcasting. And, you know, you, you know, if you just want to watch, if you just want to stream your Netflix at high speed, use a damn cable. You know, <laughs> I mean, and, and now you might not you might not want to use one of those, uh, you know, uh, those Chromecast, uh, you know, dongles. You know, maybe you might want to get one that has a connector on it, like you know, like the the hundred dollar uh, Roku or something, right? Yeah, you um, can even get Ethernet adapters for Amazon's Fire Sticks. They sell. Can you plug in? Yeah, yeah, there's a little splitter that you could connect power to still to power it, and it has an Ethernet port on it. So, you know, it's a little adapter. I think it's like twenty, thirty bucks. It's more than the, the Fire Stick is itself. I believe the last time I looked, but you can, you can retrofit some of these with ethernet. Yeah. So, yeah. So ethernet is your friend and, you know, and, 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 you know, if you've been neglecting your friend, uh, you know, look, and you, and look, and you realize, you know what, I would really like to have some fast reads. I would like my zoom calls to stop dropping and all this stuff. Jack in, use a cable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think my closing thought here is experiment with this. Check out the coax cable adapters that Perlo just mentioned. It's something I'm, I might tinker with here. We have cable ran all throughout our house and it makes a lot of sense. If I could get faster connections everywhere, I, I may end up doing that. But take advantage of Amazon's return policy. Order a pair of them, test them out, see if it's going to work for you, and then order more that you could daisy chain and pair off of those if it does work. If not, return them and try something like the Powerline Ethernet adapter, or even if you have an unfinished basement like I do, at least partially, run your own coax or run your own Ethernet Cat5 cable. It's easy to do. The Punching down an adapter or a connector to it is a piece of cake. Once you learn how to do it, I'm sure there's YouTube videos that show you how to do it. it Literally, once you learn it, it's something you'll never forget because it is so, so incredibly easy to do. Perlo, any closing thoughts? No, but Ethernet, it just works. It may be old. <laughs> it, may be, it may be old and, 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 and it may not be as sexy anymore, right? Just like, right. like me, but, but, it, but it still works, <laughs> right? So that's, that's, that's the moral of the story. Yeah, and I think we'll, we'll go ahead and call it there. <laughs> All right. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlo. And this is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.